On this episode, I spoke with Lucas Ballacy, the chief experience officer at Barrel, which is an e-commerce web design and development agency. And we talked about a lot of things, namely client experience, which is something we haven't dove into too much on this show, e-commerce tactics for CPG brands. And we also talked about the metrics that matter most for CPG brands. So let's dive right into this one. So let's let's start off by setting our foundation here and and meeting you. So Lucas, if you wouldn't mind just giving us kind of the bullet points of your career, how you got to where you are, and then really focus on what you're doing right now that's interesting to you. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Lucas, uh, Chief Experience Officer and Partner at Barrel. Um, got my st uh, career started in design um, and joined the Barrel team um, almost 10, over 10 years ago now, um, starting there on the design side and then really, um, you know, working my way into the role that I'm in now. Um, and our focus is really helping brands get the most out of their website experience and really thinking about um, how that relates to the full customer journey. And so we work with brands of all, all shapes and sizes, uh, a lot in the CPG space, which I know we'll talk a little bit about today, um, but really helping them think about how to better connect with their customers and how their website can really be powerful for them, um, you know, whether it's e-commerce or not. Yeah, I mean, client experience is, is crucial, and yet it's something we haven't really touched on on the podcast a ton. So I'd love to just kind of start there with a the softball for you. Um, in terms of client experience, some of the trends or tips you're seeing that really should be focused on for companies, agencies that are trying to get much better in their client experience, what are the things that you think are really working well right now to accomplish that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, what's really important is getting to know the business and what's important to the client. Um, seems obvious, but, you know, I think you can run the risk of just selling services. So client comes looking for a redesign. You're like, sure, we'll give you a redesign. Um, but instead, actually really digging deep and understanding what's important for them and what's going to help move the needle for their business. Um, and that's really what we, we take time understanding. Um, to make sure whatever we're offering that client is in alignment with those goals and can actually add value to what they're doing. Um, I think overall, you know, uh, another opportunity is always within feedback, um, whether that's how the relationship's going, um, you know, the services or how you could better help. Um, and so we've built systems to make sure we're always getting feedback from clients and always have something to use to improve our process, improve our relationship. Um, you know, recently had a, a conversation around feedback and found that the client was looking for more hands-on collaboration, more creative ideation together. Um, and that's really helped move the relationship into a deeper, uh, more meaningful uh, relationship. So, yeah, I think those are some of the things that are top of mind for us. Um, and just having a pulse on those is, is super important. And, and if you wouldn't mind, just for the listeners that may not be as familiar with everything that client experience really entails, what what does it entail? How would how would you describe it to somebody that was just brand new to it but wanted to absorb as much as they could about the concept of client experience and how to how to do that? Yeah, I mean that's a big question. I think um it really comes down to the experience from day one. The minute you have an interaction with a client, I think the client experience is starts, right? So we like to think about even during new business when we're talking to a client how we communicate is really important. So communication is key. Um, even if we haven't engaged in a relationship yet, um, they're going to be looking for, whoa, this person's you know fast getting back to me. They're, they're, they're adding value already and we haven't even started working together. So communication is really important. 
um, I think overall, um, you know, organization and how you make things easy for them is also really important. So uh, when it comes to getting onboarded, when it comes to getting set up, if they feel like that's a really easy process, um, you know, they're going to they're going to feel good and they're going to be more energized working with you. And we're always looking for opportunities for, you know, where are clients frustrated or, or there's friction and we could be doing a better job making the experience easy for them. Um, I would say, you know, outside of that, we talked a little bit about getting to know their business. I think um, listening is really key to client experience, really taking time to get curious um, and, and making it about them. Um, and so really taking that time to ask good questions uh, throughout the whole relationship and just make sure, um, you know, they feel like you're as excited and, um, you know, in it with them as much as possible. Um, to really help them get where they're going. And, you know, I think we, we often forget we're all just people. We're all in different roles and jobs. And so a lot of times it's kind of looking inward and thinking about how would I want to be, you know, how would I want this experience to feel? And then leaning on that to create a great experience. You, you've worked with enough clients around this now where I'm sure that you've noticed patterns and big mistakes that are commonly made, like when you when you first start or I guess what what are the big no nos in terms of experience that you see pretty often that you could just squash right now and help a lot of listeners avoid on the client experience side? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's uh, it's you know I, it, from the uh, beginning of the relationship, it's what we talked about with just jumping into services and just saying like right out of the gate, this is what we can do, and you don't actually understand their problem. Um, I think, you know, coming in and saying, oh, here's a list of services on that first call is, is a no, no. Um, I'd also say, you know, going in and, um, uh, during the relationship, just kind of, uh, presenting things, not being very open to collaborating, you know, having big reveal moments. So keeping the client in the dark until the presentation day, those things really just set everything up for failure, in my opinion. Um, and so we've evolved quite a bit over the last, uh, you know, 17 years or so of, hey, we're going to send things ahead of time. We're going to give you some time to think on this before we actually present it. So I think those are, you know, some big no-nos. Uh, you know, obviously, the when we talked about client experience just a couple of minutes ago, um, the opposite of those, right? So slow communication, not listening. These are all big no-nos. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, are things that, you know, see, they seem obvious, but they're often hard to do if you've got a lot of different things going on. Let's let's pivot just a little bit here. We, you you mentioned earlier, like right out of the gate, um, CPG as something to get to a little bit later on. Let's let's go there. First off, could you just kind of intro the problems that you're solving for CPG brands before we dive any deeper? Yeah. So you know, one big untapped opportunity is often um, websites for uh, consumer packaged good brands. So when we think about you're in the grocery store, you're buying crackers, cookies, pizzas, whatever it is, um, you know, making sure that that brand's website is a great representation of who they are. And so that's where it really begins for us. And then thinking about the full customer journey and how customers will actually get there, uh, where they're coming from and making sure that experience feels really good and is ultimately adding brand value to, um, you know, both the customer and the brand itself. So on the on the launch side, so I'm sure you you do like a lot on the launch, and then there's things that are maybe not tied to the launch as well that are more steady. On the launch side, 
What are some of those interesting insights that you're seeing right now for, for CB, CPG brands, e-commerce brands that are trying to launch new products or relaunch existing products more effectively? What, what are some of your tips or favorite things that you're seeing right now? Yeah, I think it all starts with this disconnect that we see oftentimes. You know, we, we work with some brands who have been around for 25 plus years and their website's kind of stuck in time. They're doing great in retail, but when it comes to digital, uh, there's issues. And as a brand, they actually, they, they lean on focus groups and things like that to understand who their customers are. And so um, when we think about everything you just mentioned, there's this huge opportunity for customer data that's often missing. And so they have, let's say, a great retail presence in uh, you know, Whole Foods or Costco, but they don't know who those customers are. They have a ton of assumptions of who they are. And so um, you know, we think about how to gather data from those customers in store through things like loyalty programs, through uh, couponing. You know, there's like a Venmo rebates that you can do through a platform called Bridge. Um, and so when it comes to getting those launches to be as powerful as possible through the website, we actually start with how can you start to build an ecosystem to have engaged customers there ready for those experiences? And how can you actually engage them instead of, um, you know, launching just a, a new product? How do you engage them to vote on flavors or, or give feedback about what they like um, to really be part of that brand experience? Um, to make those really powerful. And then those come to life through, you know, website campaigns, like throughout the site, different creative. Uh, we help some of our clients on the Amazon front, um, creating, you know, great product page experiences. Um, and then also email and SMS, you know, really thinking about um, how that all comes together. And then of course, um, you know, we think about traditional um, paid marketing uh, through, you know, social really thinking about the the ads that are going to resonate with different customers and having landing page experiences that connect with that. It's, it's interesting. You almost, you, it sparked this uh, kind of epiphany in me or insight, I guess, when you were talking of on the client experience side, often with a launch in particular, you're so focused on just not failing and you want to make sure that what you do works, but you kind of forget to plan for when you do succeed and what that looks like as well. And that that's a whole other part of it. Um, when you're thinking about all the work you've done with these brands, do any specific campaigns come to mind of great examples of just interesting, creative, cool campaigns that you've run or interesting results that you've been able to achieve for anybody? Yeah, I would say um, not necessarily like in the traditional campaign sense, um, but a really cool recent uh, project that, and a client that we're currently working with is a brand called Sweet Lawrence. Um, they're known for their vegan gluten-free cookie dough and cookies. Um, they have a bunch of other products, but that's their, their core. Um, and you know, they, like we've talked about, they're everywhere, you know, when it comes to retail, um, but they needed help really reimagining the website experience and thinking about how to could add value to the customer. One thing that we uncovered in the, in our early phases of the project is the story of the founder. Uh, she's a cancer survivor, and that really changed her relationship to food, which is why she launched the brand. And so we're like, you know, how do you bring this to life on the website? You know, how do you create uh, a way to connect with her? Because, you know, obviously the name of the brand comes from her name. Um, it's a founder-led brand. How do we open those doors? And so we uh, worked with a partner called Tolstoy to create video throughout the site experience where customers can actually interact. They can hear from her. Um, you know, interactive quiz, interactive shopping, and then extended that to um, 
like real type, real in the social sense type recipe content. So when you're looking at a product page, you can actually click through and see all different ways of using that uh, product in different recipes, like really quick recipe video content. Um, and what was awesome is just seeing uh, an increase of time on site by over 50%, you know, out of the gate. So site launches, we add this feature um, and we're just seeing, you know, people are way more engaged with the site with this video content. And it's just, you know, made the experience that much more valuable across the board. Um, so again, you know, not the traditional campaign sense, but this really cool opportunity to think about, you know, what's going to resonate with customers and how can we keep them engaged um, as they as they browse the website. In, in an instance like that, how did how did you think about you kind of covered this a little bit, but how did you think about balancing the story versus trying to convert, still trying to lead someone through to an action? Yeah, I mean, um, that is is key. And, and it, you know, one thing that Tolstoy does really great is actually um, the app partner. When you're watching the video, there are products right in it. So if there's things being mentioned, you can actually click them and go to those pages. But it really comes down to where it happens within the experience. And so, you know, we're not sending people to YouTube. We're not sending people to Instagram. We're not putting a page on the site of just a ton of videos. It's really thinking about how to integrate it into the shopping experience that you know, customers are used to. So again, when you're looking at that product page, there's little videos there to interact with and watch, but you're not being taken away from the experience. All it's just supporting you through that shopping experience. And and while we're on the subject of like conversion rates and everything, I'm curious what your KPIs look like that you usually care about. Everyone's got different opinions on what metrics matter, what KPIs to track. For for you and in your business, what do you think is for most e-commerce companies, the right KPIs that really matter and have impact? Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, conversion rate is always important. I think the one thing to just be mindful of there is, uh, and we see this sometimes with you know brands who have gone viral or have a very engaged, qualified audience, conversion rate is often high. But as traffic starts to go up, if they're investing in paid marketing or other means to drive traffic to the site, the traffic may not be as qualified. So you might start to see conversion rate dipping. And that's not always a problem if it was inflated to begin with, right? It's got to level out at some point. And so that's one reason to think about conversion as, uh, you know, it's important, but it's not like it always comes from, we need to increase that. It's thinking about these other levers, thinking about things like average order value, thinking about uh, retention rate. You know, we think about retention rate, it's, hey, if you're selling food products or you're selling any kind of consumable, are people coming back to buy more, right? And if they're not, that's a huge opportunity. So what are we doing there from an email perspective or from a value perspective to keep them engaged? Average order value. If you have products that go really well together, why aren't people buying them together? Um, you know, we think about skincare there's oftentimes routines that you know are all sold together. It's a whole set of products. If your AOV is really low, how can we better educate customers on why they need all of these products together? And so our work will get into things like bundling, cross-selling, upselling, all of these different ways to increase that metric. And again, obviously that'll help drive revenue. Um, and then, yeah, of course, if you're offering a subscription, there's a ton that you can look at there you know, will help customers understand or clients understand where their customers are dropping off and how to keep them engaged through a subscription. Um, you know, we often think about conversion rate of getting people to subscribe. But what's interesting is there's a whole nother 
level to that, right? Once you get them to subscribe, how do you actually keep them going? Um, and oftentimes we'll see like, if you can get a subscriber to month six, then they're going to subscribe that much longer. And so it becomes like, get them to convert, but then get them to month six. And so how do you do that? Last question here is, as we wrap up, a little bit of a tangent, but I, I do like asking this question to, to most of our guests. If you had to look at all the tools that you use, like software specifically across your entire stack and had to pick maybe two or three of those that you absolutely could not live without, what would those be? Is this uh, for our client work or personally? Let's do for let's do for client work, but you can also throw a personal win on top of it. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm going tools, tools. Um, let's see. Oh. I'll start with myself. Notion is my go-to personally. Everything lives in Notion, to-do list, notes, contacts, conversations, everything is there. I've created like a custom kind of dashboard that's pretty awesome. Um, for our clients, I mean, if we're talking platforms, it's definitely something like Shopify is key. Um, but then actual tools, that is a very tough one. Probably going to just go with email, to be honest. Um, it's uh, We have Basecamp, we have all these other communication tools, but nothing beats just uh, plain old email. And oftentimes that's the way that clients want to talk to us. So we lean into that. 